Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. Cindy Riggs is an internationally renowned Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant. Cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Welcome back. I'm Cindy Riggs. If you're listening for the first time, I'm here with Jeffrey, and we are going to continue a conversation along the lines of Anthony DeMello, our author that we've been talking about the last couple of times. And welcome back, Jeffrey. Thank you for being here. Oh, glad to be here. Yeah, now, I started reading this book. It's entitled Stop Fixing Yourself. Subtitle is Wake Up, All is Well by Anthony DeMello. And I started to read it. You finished it. I have. <laughs> I have. Thank you for pulling together some notes for us. Absolutely. So um, I love the title, first of all. Stop fixing yourself. You know, I'm in the business of helping people to fix themselves mm -hmm. because everybody feels like something needs fixing. Mm -hmm. What does the author say about that? Do we all need something to fix? Well, funny enough, um, no. <laughs> I mean, that's the title, right? Stop yeah. fixing yourself. Um, the book itself spends time covering other concepts from the awareness book, but mm -hmm. focusing on the idea of programming and how we get to a place where we end up in a state of suffering and we feel like we got to fix something in order to be mm -hmm. happy or to feel fulfilled or whatever the case may right. be. Programming. Like, so that's what we think we have to fix is the program. Or if this happens, then we'll be happy. You know, that, that right. kind of concept where we're, oh again, going back to previous conversations where, hey, we'll be happy when? Or if I look that's outside right. of me, right. this will make me happy type right. of thing. right. And it's all, it's all wound around um, DeMello's desire for us to consider stop fixing ourselves. It's, it's a wonderful right. read. Mm -hmm. And um, he emphasizes over and over how the outside world is never going to make us happy. Mm -hmm. That's not where the fulfillment comes from. But even a moment ago, before we started recording, you said, I'm not going to use the word happy. You know, and my tagline is helping people get to happy. Right. So what is happy? That's different for everybody. It is. And some people are happy when they're hurting other people. Yes. You know, that makes them happy. So yes. maybe I should change my tagline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like how to get to happy. And I'll, I'll ask some people, well, what, how do you want to feel? Mm -hmm. And they say, happy. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. you to, know? to me, it, it with that question, because you're being authentic and, and wanting people to genuinely feel, I would use the word fulfilled. Yes, yes. Versus Content. happy as an attachment, you know, uh, if I have a right. million dollars, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Versus, you know, I just want to feel at peace right. and then asking for your help to find their way to peace, not to right. a million dollars or a new car or uh, manifest a perfect relationship or that maybe, mm -hmm. you know, to me, it's that, it's that kind of stuff. It's like that inner, that true inner peace mm -hmm. that is so comfortable, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. it's just so natural and comfortable. And I've heard spirits that I've channeled. I'll channel today, later. I don't know who yet, but um, I've heard them say, what you really want is inner peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. DeMello spends time talking about the idea of what I mentioned a moment ago of, you know, that great relationship for a million dollars mm -hmm. versus that inner contentment. Mm -hmm. um, 
I would use the words fulfillment versus attachment. Mm -hmm. Like, and we'll get into this a little bit later, I think. Like, when we think about the human experience versus what we're talking about in the spiritual world with this detachment, with this um, unconditional love, with mm -hmm. this peace, all those things. You know, we as humans are not perfect, mm -hmm. so we end up stumbling over this stuff at times. Um, but I think what Demel is trying to get at is the idea of you already have these tools in you. And That's if, right. if, if, you, <laughs> yeah. if you feel the need to make an adjustment to a situation, it's not necessarily a fixing of yourself, mm -hmm. but like everything that you need is inside and that you could find that peace right. as well. So it seems that the, the title could have been stop fixing, stop trying to fix your true self. Yes. Because when we, so many people think who they are is their personality. Mm -hmm. And that's not who we are because all the answers and all the tools are inside of us. Mm -hmm. So stop fixing yourself to me sounds like stop trying to fix your true self. Mm -hmm. The part of you that never needs fixing. Right. That mm -hmm. eternal part. Those things that he talks about, and I would throw in some Don Miguel Ruiz into that conversation okay, too, sure. about his, his concept of domestication. But that whole thing about fixing yourself strays from your true self, your divine mm -hmm. self, as well as divine order. You know, people get attached to stuff and mm -hmm. to pathways that they think they want, mm -hmm. maybe from programming from society or, um, again, or to parents. Yeah, or Miguel Ruiz's kids. concept of domestication. Mm -hmm. um, we talked before the podcast started about when you're young and you're at the table and you eat and you feel full and you stop. Mm -hmm. And that parent who said, no, you're going to finish that because there are people who are starving around the world. And that becomes an embedded attachment to you because you feel what guilt or you feel like right. we don't want mom and dad mad at me if I don't finish my meal. Right. Well, 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 my mother didn't want food wasted. Right. So those kind of attachments make us believe if everybody at the table finishes their meal and the, you know, everybody's part of the clean plater club, mm -hmm. then yes. we're happy, right? Yeah. And well, because nothing's been wasted. Right. And uh, yeah, they're all happy. Everybody's in harmony. And then to the opposite, if things aren't, if there are leftovers, mm -hmm. did, I, did I not make it good enough? Is it not tasty enough? Or, oh right. my gosh, we have all, all this leftover food. There are people starving around the world. Like we attach to that. Yeah. And we think by trying to reach a goal, and it, I know it sounds silly, but that whole concept of domestication where you're trying to please something on the outside and you think you're going to be happy and make them happy at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right, right. Because making them happy makes you happy because you're not being yelled at. Yeah. And then you get to the point where maybe folks aren't happy with you, you're not reaching society's expectations, or in this case your parents, then I've got to fix myself. Right, something's wrong with me. Yeah. And I've that got I'm to... not able to make them happy or I'm disappointing them in some way. Correct. Right. So that's what he calls domestication. It is domestication. It's Don Miguel Ruiz, famous for the Four Agreements. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and he's got three levels of that kind of attachment. Domestication is where it comes from the outside. He then call, talks about self-domestication, where you believe it and you reinforce it, i.e. you pass it on to your own kids. Ooh. And then it becomes, at the third level, an attachment where you're actually attached to, and anybody you come across uh, potentially, you're talking about, oh, we're for the clean platers club because we're not going to waste food because there are people who are starving. I mean, it's it's amazing. So it becomes part of your persona? Yeah. You to the, your yeah. point about the personality thing. We mm -hmm. become our personality. We become, yeah. And you think that's who you are. Mm -hmm. 
I am the Clean Plater Club. <laughs> Which, right. yeah, on the surface level, oh, sounds funny, but... You wouldn't believe how many times I am a worrier. I am this or that. You know, and that belief becomes true. Where did it come from? Probably yeah. society's expectation, family right. expectation, yeah. um, the media. I mean, you know, we mm-hmm. we spend all of these time, all this time on our phones, and what are we getting? Images, concepts, yeah. people talking about perspectives, and we start thinking about, well, how am I going to feel if I'm not part of this group or that group? If I don't look like this, if I don't wear that, if I don't drive this, if I don't right, and then and then we're gathering more things to attach ourselves to. Yep. We end up suffering, and then we start looking for the toolbox wow. to fix ourselves. Now, I want to take a moment and just differentiate between attachments to things and concepts in our world mm-hmm. versus spirit attachments. Sure. Because I do a lot of spirit clearing work, sure. and when I talk about attachments, people are like, you mean there's a spirit attached to me? Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that I differentiate right. when I'm talking to somebody. Um, but attachments are kind of like the things that we become addicted to. Mm-hmm. I have to have my morning coffee, I hear so many people say. I have to. Really? You have to? Or you can't get going or whatever. And a lot of people do that. Or do I go to Starbucks because I feel part of a group of people? That's right. You know, I'm attached to Starbucks because everybody else goes to Starbucks. I see the Starbucks. Yeah, and I'm there with the cool people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm part of a community. Mm -hmm. Because... um, this first point that you have in our notes is feeling meaninglessness mm-hmm. where, you know, we've just had two year pandemic mm-hmm. where a lot of us were isolated mm-hmm. and a lot of people are suffering from that, mm-hmm. but it's like, I want to feel part of something again, mm-hmm. or they've gone the other direction. I don't want to be around people anymore. <laughs> and that's a little scary a little bit. <laughs> um, because if you were, you would remember how fun it is. Mm-hmm. And you'd remember how good it feels because we're all, you know, meant to share energy with each other. And so, and some people just don't want to work anymore because they had a taste of a big old vacation. And then, but, but how do they feel about themselves? That's what matters. Do they feel like something needs to be fixed? Is that a form of fixing yourself? Is it? Is, is, is staying home after this, this experience the world has had, is that actually Mm -hmm. a form of fixing yourself are you thinking mm-hmm. if I go ahead and I stay home and I close down my circle of people um, but I keep my access to the world through my phone are you are you trying to fix something that was wrong before the pandemic or are you trying to fix yourself or affix yourself oh. you know like fix yourself to a new paradigm mm-hmm. hmm. interesting amazing stuff yeah, yeah. Think about it. like affix yourself I know people who say, I never want to go back to the office Mm -hmm. and they're going to let me work from home Mm -hmm. so I can be with my kids or my dogs or, or whatever. And they're still getting their work done. Hopefully, Hopefully. (laughs) you know, but, um, the whole meaninglessness and I have a lot of people who come and say, you know, I just, my job is not fulfilling me. Well, is it your job's job to do that? Mm -hmm. It is not. Mm -hmm. It is your job to fulfill yourself within it, or if it simply doesn't align, then either you'll be moved out of it, or you move yourself out of it. And I think this is where I would think some of our audience goes, okay, well, if I'm not feeling fulfilled, and I go chasing something else, am I actually seeking another attachment? Uh And 
like I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know that I have the answer for it either, but I, what I have conceptualized on all the readings that I've done over the years mm-hmm. is the idea that if it's unconditional love that is causing you to pursue something new, mm-hmm. i.e., yes. this is not aligned, I want to align myself with something that is fulfilling, mm-hmm. not making me happy, mm-hmm. not, right. a, not a dopamine hit, but something that causes me to not feel like I've worked a day in, all, in my life. Right. Right. That is to me in love. That is an unconditional love status, not one where I'm saying I'm going to get a job that makes you know half a million dollars a year because yeah. that'll make me happy. Versus saying I want to go serve kids in a mm-hmm. school because that fulfills what I want to right. do. Or I want to work in a medical mm-hmm. center where I'm helping people to get better. Or um, in my case. <laughs> I do feel that fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I do feel the passion. And, but I used to jump from job to job thinking that the job defined me, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. So the job I was in or the title defined me. Mm-hmm. And then that whole culture was my culture. You know, that's who I was. Mm-hmm. But it never seemed to make me fulfilled or happy, you know, what that meant to me. Right. You know, feeling like, oh, this is my life. You know, this is good. This feels right. But there are some things that I do in my work that do not feel like work at all. I'm so passionate I could just keep going and going. And that's what we're looking for. But so people say, well, what do I have to fix to get to that? Mm-hmm. So what does the author say we have to fix to get to that? Well, the answer is nothing, and that makes people really uncomfortable. I know, I know. It's so going back to the concept of inner peace, mm-hmm. finding stillness. This is a Ryan Holiday book. If, for those of you who love oh, to okay. read this stuff, yeah. um, stillness is the key. Mm-hmm. In order to actually, in my opinion, start to find that unconditional love and being able to move towards something fulfilling, you've got to stop for a second. And you've mm-hmm. got to find that inner stillness for a minute. Because if you've got, you know, a podcast in your ear that's telling you to buy this product, buy that product, or you've got a screen up in front of you while you're thinking about this, that people are driving these you know, beautiful cars and uh, you know, mm-hmm. palm tree lined streets mm-hmm. and, and whatever place. I don't know that you're still enough to allow your soul, to allow your divine self to speak to you. Right. And help you with that process. That's right. The you Buddha know? says you've got to be still and silent. Right. And, you know, I do love the, the folks who talk about childhood as a place to start looking for those things. Because what we did as a child, because yes. we were a pretty clean slate at yeah, that point in time, right. we weren't really influenced like we are now mm-hmm. because of having to take care of families or having to provide or having mm-hmm. to whatever. When you're a kid, for the most part, mm-hmm. for the most part, your, your slate's clean. And what you do as a kid I think is a great place to start finding something that fulfills you because you did it for the unconditional love of the activity. Right, right. You know, I I have memories of playing basketball in my driveway with my two um, uncles, my mom's younger brothers. Mm -hmm. Now, do I want to be a basketball coach? I I don't think so. But at the same Uh time, the idea of playing games. Yes. Like that plays to me. Right, being part of a team. Yeah. And interacting with people Uh for... A goal to mm-hmm. reach a goal, sure. Yeah, that's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, I don't know that I could get myself a job <laughs> as a basketball coach right. or whatever. Or if you want to do that, but 
but that still speaks to, mm -hmm. you know, being in that energy. Mm -hmm. Another thing I loved was being outside. Mm, me too. And playing. And it didn't mm -hmm. matter what we were doing. If I was outside, life was grand. Yeah, me too. Just looking at rocks, picking up rocks, mm -hmm. um, looking at grasshoppers and right. looking at a blade of grass or whatever. Yeah. Right. And this is what DeMello, not necessarily the concept of going back to your childhood, but it's these moments that are fulfilling. He talks about you know, watching the sunrise or watching the sunset mm -hmm. and just yeah. being in that moment. Oh, I used to do that. Mm -hmm. Letting letting nature connect with you and yeah. get you to that stillness place that Holiday talks about in order to, to me, maybe get to this place of stop fixing yourself. Mm -hmm. Because to be fixing yourself means you're paying attention to the outside. And you're paying attention to what you think is wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if, if we steer into that lane... Uh, Divine order is what it is, and you were created the way that you are. Now, the human experience, obviously, we've chosen. Our soul has said, okay, I want to try that one. I want to try yeah, that experience right, right there. We're going right. to go do that. And, you know, we're meant to grow and learn, so we're going to have challenges thrown at us. Um, I don't know, and I would love to talk to somebody um, about this at some point who's, who's an expert in this field, but, like, challenges... Are they meant to be suffering or are they just meant to be things that we mm. lean into? You know, the, the Latin phrase of morfate, love what happens. Right. Well, what I've heard is the challenges are there for you to be challenged to rise above them. And I've even heard spirits say to people, the whole purpose of your life is to remember who you are, your mm -hmm. true self, yeah. not your personality, but your true self, and Rise above the adversity in this dual plane. That's how growth happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, and you're here to evolve. Right. Right. Thank you for saying growth. Because the whole point is spiritual evolution, mm -hmm. not just for yourself, but for our whole species. Correct. Because we're all still the same source energy. That's right. Manifested in different ways. So, to me, it's, we're all part of one pool. So, we're supposed to be working towards that common goal. Now, I, I know mm -hmm. if you look at our human experience right now, our world's not very <laughs> in the same direction. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to that end, we have a, we have an individual responsibility mm -hmm. to make those choices. So. so, when it comes to the stillness and the silence and the presence mm -hmm. of being, most people say to me, I'd say 99% of the people that I see say to me, well, I can't quiet my mind. So I can't meditate. I tried, but I couldn't quiet my mind. That's not the point. If you're watching mm -hmm. a sunset, you're watching the sunset. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be thinking about anything else yeah. lack, except watch how the colors change and look at the clouds and, you know, just be in that moment. Mm -hmm. We used to do that. We know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Because we've done it as a kid, it means we can do it as an adult. Mm -hmm. But we have to control our crazy minds that want to keep running because we have, you know, Wayne Dyer said, we teach people how to treat us. We're teaching our crazy mind how to treat us. Mm -hmm. oh, I've got to be talking all the time to this person. <laughs> and usually it's not always the best stuff. The ego is always scaring us in some way. Yeah. And we talk about that as the, the terrorist in our head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and in the Toltec, the Don Miguel Ruiz mm -hmm. stuff, they talk about the ally versus the narrator. Oh, I like that. I yes. do too, because yes. one speaks to unconditional love, the ally, the narrator, yes. or as we call it, terrorist in the head, mm -hmm. is the conditional love. Right. And it, it is narrating our life because our mind is just a, just a hard drive. Uh -huh. 
So it's like, remember that thing that happened? Let's think about that. Let's feel bad about it. And it's probably going to happen again. Right. But to listen to the true voice. Mm-hmm. What did you say he called it just now? The, uh, the ally. The ally. Right. How to listen to the ally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and the the mind test, I would probably run through it, you know, assuming that I could get out of myself for a second if I were into my emotional body at that point mm-hmm. is, is this an unconditional love or is this a conditional one? And the conditional ones mm-hmm. are pretty easy to yeah. me to spot. Sure. If there's always an if statement. Yeah. There's always a condition in a condition. Right. Whereas the unconditional piece is fulfilled. Yep. Okay, cool. I'm going to be over here with the ally. Whereas if I'm talking yeah. to narrator, it's going to be like, Hey buddy, you know what? Well, yeah. You'll be fulfilled if you get to the office on time, mm-hmm. or you'll be fulfilled if you get that pizza or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that ice cream or whatever it is. Um, you'll be fulfilled if you get the raise or whatever it is, or if my father or my mother is happy with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See how we get programmed early, you know? We get, we get programmed very early, and um, this could put me off on a tangent with the vortex by Esther Hicks oh, and yeah. Abraham. Oh yeah. Wow. Is that a good one? Mm-hmm. Um, listeners, if you want anything, if you want to read something that is so comprehensive about relationships, mm-hmm. all kinds of relationships, mm-hmm. it's the vortex by Esther Hicks who channels Abraham. And, um, my favorite quote is no matter what conflict you have between you and another person, it's always between you and you. Mm-hmm. I've probably said that before. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are two parts of you, the ally and the narrator, narrator. Mm-hmm. right? Narrator is a lot nicer of a term than terrorist. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> terrorist yeah, in your head. Is. But, yeah, it is. Um, so what questions do we have then based on this for whoever decides to like, cause we are really programmed by society and society tells us what to be attached to. Mm. I mean, look at any advertisement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Any at all. Well, and that's you know people who are in marketing like that's their job, right? Like, that's right. And it's their job to create excitement about a product or right. a service or and whatever. And especially an emotional response yeah. and attachment to it. Yeah, it is. And that's you know, right. of course, we won't want to walk around hating people who do marketing. <laughs> of course <laughs> not. But no. At the same time, you know, I think what Demello would say and Don Miguel Ruiz would say. Um, all those folks who speak to this stuff um, would be have a process mm-hmm. for figuring out is this going to cause you, in Demello's words, to mm-hmm. need to fix yourself, to move you to a right. place that's not in alignment with who you're supposed to be, what your soul is saying mm-hmm. you're supposed to be. Right. And I think one test, mental test that I would have is does it matter to me what other people think? Oh, sure. Because that narrator slash terrorist slash ego is is the thing that's always trying to put us into anxiety and fear. And I like that and, just because in comparison. Yeah, and I like that because it's good layman's terms. Like everybody knows the the idea of does this really matter and do I really care what people think? Like, right, right. Know, we could we could put it into the terms that we've got, but like at the end of the day, that's that's it. Do we care what people think? And if the mm-hmm. answer is yes. Then you're operating in an attachment mode, and are you really happy? Well, if you're part of the cool kid club when you're in high school, you probably are. Mm-hmm. 
But how often did you walk around with cool kids going, okay, when's the moment coming where I'm going to get kicked out of the cool kids and I worry about that, you know, type of thing. Right, or when we all graduate and move away Mm -hmm. from each other and then what happens to me? Uh I don't have my club anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Or when somebody's in a really, really wonderful relationship and that person dies suddenly, Mm -hmm. you know, are they intact Mm -hmm. with themselves Mm -hmm. or can they not even don't even know what to do without that person yeah and that's a that's an interesting topic for sure because you're, you're mm-hmm. talking about something that most humans want which is a, a significant relationship right but how do you take that relationship and not make it an attachment, an attachment. i know but a fulfillment right you know the, the from the the movie you complete me <laughs> right yeah you know like uh-huh. to me that's that sounds like the concept it should be and and when that person does pass um Yes, we should hurt. Yes, we should be Of course, we'll be sad. sad. But at the same time... But we can't be... I don't know what to do without that person. Right. I am nothing without that person. Right. And I think that's hard. And I, and please don't take it as we're, we're telling you that you should not fall apart or whatever the case may be. Right, but, no. But the concept of the conversation is the attachment versus the fulfillment. Right. The attachment like and that. serious things that people are talking about. I am attached to my job. Right. If I lost my job, I wouldn't know what to do. Well, mm-hmm. I hope not. And yeah, it may be, I hope not. But at the same time, like, stop fixing yourself. You have what you need right. in order to repurpose yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And Does the author say that actually going after something outside of us is in the attempt to fix ourselves? Uh, and that's... I think that's an interesting question because that's something I would think any general human being would be that if you mm-hmm. look at the pursuit of anything in the mode of it's always an attachment, then you're probably going to end up there because you, you, you are thinking, if I have this, getting back to that if statement, right. versus do I think this will fulfill me? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I don't know that it's a perfect... But it won't fulfill you. Will I feel fulfillment as a, as a result of engaging with this? Yes. And does it give yeah. me inner peace? Does it give me inner peace? Yeah. I mean, right. I, I know many educators who have that inner peace... No matter what's going on in the school building, that they have that inner peace Mm -hmm. because they are focused on what can I do to help people because Mm -hmm. it fulfills me. Mm -hmm. I'm not attached to it Mm -hmm. because to me, if you are, when things are happening in a school building that that are not in alignment even with board policy per se, (laughs) that are breaking the rules, like if you don't get attached to that when it's happening, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's really hard to do that because you have people with all Mm -hmm. kinds of emotions. But I know people in education who are completely fulfilled by that work no matter what's going on. If it's, you know, the beauty of prom season where kids are dressed up and having a great time. Yeah. Or if it's a day where you do discipline in the building all day. Mm-hmm. They're the same stoic individual. Where uh-huh. They're not attached to it. And they, they lean into what happens. And it is, hey, you know what? This is what happened today. Not I'm mad about it or I'm because... happy about it. They're willing to accept what is, mm-hmm. a.k.a. divine order, right? Right, And they're willing to say, I can handle this, whatever it is, that's because your, I have the tools inside, mm-hmm. right? That you're sturdy enough. Right. That's right. And I would have to say that when I engage with a client session, especially a defragmenting session, what I love is, well, first of all, what I, what I love and what fulfills me the most is the fact that I have tapped in. To that ally mm-hmm. um, and so I can just be in this state of allowing where 
every single word that comes out of my mouth. I don't know what it's going to be, but I get it in the moment that I need it. And that is really, really, um, that makes me feel more confident, Mm -hmm. I guess, knowing that, wow, however I'm going to handle this Mm -hmm. is the way I'm supposed to handle it. And I know I'll be given the guidance from within. Mm -hmm. And not that I have this mastered 24 seven, everyone, (laughs) but, um, but when I'm in the flow, yeah. Flow's good. And I've heard spirits say more than once, your true self, your soul, another word for it, ally, will provide you the information you need in the moment you need it, but not before. It's only your mind that wants to try to, like, figure stuff out in advance or plan ahead. But we don't need that, truly. So the, my question would be, should we become attached to inner peace? <laughs> um, and is that a, a good or help, helpful attachment? Or is that one of these attachments that we think, you know, like, because it's not tangible, you know, uh, like. I think that's a great question for, for our, our guest. For our guest. Okay. Because. So who will that guest be today? Because that, that to me. Should we try to be attached to, to inner peace or should we allow inner peace? I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see. Yeah, I am too. I'm curious to see what our guest has to say. I'm curious to see who wants to speak to us. And I, there, there are so many spirits here now that have been listening to our conversation <laughs> that I'm not sure that it will be one. Mm. Uh, in fact, I believe it's going to be the oneness. So the oneness is the comprehensive universe. It's all of the high-level spirits, mm-hmm. angels, mm-hmm. ascended masters, mm-hmm. star beings. It's all of them, gods and goddesses. Uh, so that's what I'm going to merge with now. Okay. And they will begin to, to speak momentarily. You've got some questions in mind yeah. that, we've, yeah. that we've talked about. Yeah. And if not, I'm sure your ally will present them to you. <laughs> Right? Right when I need them, you bet. That's right. So I'm going to ask the spirit to give us some kind of exercise to help us tap into that to see what it says Mm -hmm. for that. Because a lot of people still don't know where it is, what it is. You know, um, quantum physicists have named it the God particle because it animates every subatomic particle, whatever that essence is. Jeffrey, where do you think your ally resides, your true self? Hmm. Where do you picture it or where do you? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I assume I will be told. Oh, well, no, but because what everybody believes is true for them. So if I were to say, bring your awareness to your soul, where is that to you? And maybe you want to think about that some more, but I would, you know, Encourage the listeners to think about that right now. Where is your soul? That essence part of you that is eternal, the part of you that never dies, the part of you that has all the wisdom, part of you that knows your blueprint. Some people believe it's in the middle of their heart center. Some believe it's in every cell of their body. Mm -hmm. Some believe it's above them. So that's different for everyone. And they're all corrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
think what we need to begin to understand is that whatever we believe is true. Mm -hmm. I'm going to switch over now. And the oneness will be speaking to you. <clears throat> we are the oneness and we are pleased to answer your questions today about consciousness. Because we are part of the one consciousness that you are a part of. And so the first thing we want to emphasize is that we are always available. Assistance is always available outside spiritual assistance, that is, until you realize you have all of the power within you. But many do not realize that in their entire lifetime. So we would direct your attention to the center of your heart, perhaps the center of the heart chakra, that emerald green spinning wheel in the center of your chest, that imagine that there is a spark or a little sphere of bright light in the center there. And when we say bring your awareness to it, just visualize it in your mind. Pretend that you can see it. And if you are wondering if it is really there or not, that all depends on what you decide you want to see. We are suggesting that it is there. So bringing your awareness to that little ball of light. And then perhaps you can allow that ball of light to expand now, larger and larger until it occupies the space of the entire chest cavity. And that might feel different. It might feel strange. But expanding your light just with your will just with your intention, expanding that light within your chest cavity so that you can become aware of it, just as you would become aware if something was stuck in your throat. But this is your own light, your own wisdom, your own aspect of source like we all are. And that's the orb that contains all of your answers, all of your wisdom, and especially your passions. Because it had some very exciting intentions coming into this incarnation. And if individuals would simply do this one little exercise and then stay focused on that light, see if it grows any larger, see if it changes color, See if you notice sensations anywhere else in the body. You don't have to know what it means. Just know that you are beginning to feel it. And it's becoming a part of you, more a part of you than the mind. Because even now your mind is focused upon it. And it may take some discipline to stay focused upon it for a few minutes. This is the beginning of what could be a very powerful practice and powerful spiritual journey. A journey that leads you into a life that is fulfilling and natural and easy, effortless because it, you're allowing it to guide you now. You are asking it to show you its answers, its guidance. So that is technique we present to you. 
What questions do you have then for us about this concept of fixing oneself? Um, we wanted to ask about how the spiritual world sees human attachments because we recognize that they are different. How the spiritual world sees it. We see it as hyper-focus. So when one is addicted to a person, a substance, a job, uh, or addicted to their unhappiness, which is another thing many people are focused upon, it's just what you are choosing to hyper-focus your awareness upon. Does this make sense? If all you are thinking about is how unhappy you are, then that is... That is the attachment. Mm. That is, it becomes a thing. It becomes so emotional that it actually manifests as energy, which you can't see with your physical eyes, most of you. But it does manifest as an energy field. And then you get the example of someone with a dark cloud above them or a shadow following them because it truly is that kind of energy. So we see it as you have this amazing earth plane with so many things to focus upon. And then you, you decide to focus on one thing that seems to be the problem necessarily or possibly. Many of you have multiple problems or things you focus upon. But then there are others who are hyper-focused upon the search for happiness. And this too is an attachment. When the easiest thing you could do is just let go and let your inner self guide you. This is what has been spoken through religions and prophets and people throughout all time here. It's all different messages attempting to convey the same message. And then it becomes so multidimensional and organized in so many labels and compartments. And um, it, your, the mind wants to make everything more complex than necessary. Because it has that capability. It's a computer. And it loves to analyze data. And then organize data. Just like you have so many labels names for physical illnesses when all of them are just imbalance and misalignment with the true essence or the true self that you have been referring to the orb we have suggested that you imagine in the center of your chest which is the unconditionally loving consciousness part of you. It will always direct you towards something pleasant and peaceful and exciting, positively exciting. What questions do you have about that which we have presented so far? No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, um, we would say, in concept. I think... Did we answer the question of how we see attachments? It is just a concept that one focuses upon and chooses to focus upon repeatedly. Yes, absolutely. I think that makes 
a lot of sense. We also do not see them as good or bad. We just see mm -hmm. them as energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is very uniquely human. We see them as good and bad instead of that they just are. And when you begin seeing things as neither good nor bad, then you become more peaceful inside. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give us at that moment that we recognize that we're believing in something we may not even want or that has been programmed or mm. conditioned in us? Excellent question. You might expect us to present some complicated technique that you must practice every day for a certain amount of time, but we would just say to you, change it. Mm. Pick something else. Mm. It's that simple. You, you pick something else and then you continue picking it. That's all. That's all it takes. There's nothing deeply ingrained that requires years of counseling. There is nothing chemically wrong with you permanently. Just pick something else to focus on. Mm -hmm. But people will pick something else to focus on and it might be drugs or alcohol or media or a person to focus on and stock or whatever. And then that is a type of fulfillment because they feel the adrenaline of that pursuit. But if you're feeling adrenaline about pursuit, that may not be the same as feeling that peace. Many have not felt the peace yet. But just that ease, that inner peace of, this is correct. This is appropriate. So is it, is it, when we recognize that we believe in something we may not even want, that we don't necessarily need to consider that divine order? Consider the belief divine order? We've, or... we've pursued something that is not in alignment with our divine self that we've chosen to, um, in this world... Mm. Like a career, perhaps? A career, or just money in general. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do we see that pursuit as divine order, or do we see it as a misalignment? You will know how aligned with it you are when you examine the degree to which there is effort. If there is a great deal of effort and struggle and hardship, it is likely misaligned. Okay. If it is easy, effortless, synchronistic that's how you know it is aligned okay. and it brings you joy without and without the feeling of work without the feeling of hardship okay so if our purpose in this world is growth we should look at growth opportunities as something that is presented to us and not necessarily something we pursue that may be mm. an attachment Many do not pursue growth, uh, so uh, they would have to be motivated to grow. This is why some people are triggered or harmed or motivated in some negative traumatic way in order to grow, mm -hmm. because the true self inside wants growth. Mm -hmm. The personality wants comfort and safety. Mm -hmm. 
which is fear-based. Safety is fear-based. So the personality may be pursuing the job with the money. The true self is pursuing something with more ease and something more aligned with the skills that are already built within you. And the talents already built in. Does that answer the question? It does. It does. And I also believe that each person has to um, internalize that, um, whatever is comfortable for them. Of course. So I guess I would, one of the last questions I would ask is, 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 is a great job or a, a great relationship okay under any circumstances? Great. What does this mean, great? Ah, uh, very good. So what's great to me may not be great to somebody else. Is is a job that we think we want or a relationship that we think we want, is it that okay under any circumstances? Is it okay to pursue it? Okay to pursue it or even to, for lack of a better term, possess it. It's okay to do whatever you choose here. You have complete free will. Each individual has free will. Are, when you are asking if it is okay, whose approval are you mm. are you asking? Are you asking your true self's approval? <laughs> because it, it will not approve or disapprove. It will simply continue to attempt to get your attention with what it came here to do, which is who you really are. So it's trying to remind you of what you chose for this lifetime. Trying to remind you all the time. Getting your attention with signage, with songs, with numbers, with messages, with animals and insects. It's trying to get your attention even in your environment to say, this is what I'm trying to remind you of what you wanted to do here, what we wanted to do here, what I wanted to do here, because you are the I. It's like you made out all these plans, all these blueprints, before you incarnated, and then you knew you would forget. Mm -hmm. And then you knew that the point of being here was to see if you could remember. And then, if you remembered, to see if you could have those experiences and grow through them and evolve through them and help others to evolve through them. And there are people on the planet who have decided to be the contrasting individuals to help others to grow. And that is what you would call a sacrifice and yet you all choose what role you play on the stage here. So, if you don't like the costume you're wearing, make a costume change, that's all. It's mm. a great analogy. Great analogy. Other questions? No, I think we have plenty to think about right now. Our, our listeners are probably, I, I know my head's spinning a little bit, so <laughs> I'm assuming our, our listeners are, but wow. I would suggest you don't think about it too much, because uh, then you are in your mind. Yes. So ponder instead, bring your awareness to or your focus instead on that sphere of light inside you. Grow it even larger each day. 
and then ask it to show you, ask it to remind you. Because remembering is about remembering with it, mm -hmm. reconnecting with it. We are pleased to have assisted you today. Thank you. Thank you, oneness. How's that? Wow. <laughs> I don't think we are um, lacking any information or topics <laughs> for future podcasts. No. Do you? No. <clears throat> Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Jeffrey. Of course. Happy to be here with and uh, always enjoy our conversations. Yes. And uh, we'll be back with more. Thank you. And thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.